Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. great to walk with God and enjoy getting up every morning. You know, good to be with you again today at our Victory uh, Weekly Podcasts. Um, you know, back in the 1970s when I first came to the Lord, there was a song we sang, a very simple song, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It was uh, from the Psalms and, you know, really it's talking about the day of redemption that we're actually living in now. But, um, you know, we would sing that song, but you know what, you can take that another way that this is the day, that is every single day is a new day to worship God, to give Him your best, to seek first the kingdom of God. So uh, I hope you're having a great day. I'm talking, I'm going to jump right in the middle of of where I left off last time. I'm talking about uh, the need for us to walk in the Spirit, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, walk in the power of God, and and the, the need for all of us to allow uh, the Spirit of, of, of God to, to work in us. And I'm specifically talking about one of the things the baptism with the Holy Spirit produces, which is the ability to pray in other tongues or pray in the Spirit. So I have 10 reasons that every believer should pray in the Spirit. I've been on this for a few weeks, and it'll be a few more before I get through with it, it sounds like. So uh, we have mentioned number one, 10 reasons that every believer should pray in the Spirit. And I'm giving you some pertinent, specific examples in my own life. I just want to show you how this works. It's very practical, and um, and it's it's very it's it's um, it's life changing. Is what I'm looking for. The word number one is the will of God for every believer to pray in tongues or pray in the Spirit. We've mentioned that. Number two, praying in the Spirit helps unseat the control the unrenewed mind has over. Uh, your spiritual life. Number three, and we spent some time on this one, provides a way for you to pray about things you don't know about. And then number four, I'm going to get right into it today, and I have so many examples, probably won't get through, but we'll start praying in the Spirit. Number four, provides a way to pray God's perfect will. And y'all, I just can't tell you how exciting it is to know that you're praying the will of God when you're praying. And I, I, it's just incredible what it does. And you don't even realize many times that you're praying about what is going to be happening in your future. Romans 8, 26 and 27 are so good. I love Romans 8. Romans 8 is one of the classic New Testament uh, chapters. I read uh, Romans 8 a lot. In fact, you know, I have a, a regimen of way of reading the Bible in the mornings in my personal private time. But there are times I say, you know, God, I'm setting my regimen aside today, and I'll go to Romans chapter 8, and I'll read that chapter. It is so good. I've memorized most all of it now by this point in my life just by reading it so much. And there are other chapters I get to, but this is one of those chapters awesome. And right down towards the end of this chapter is just a tremendous um just some tremendous teaching that the Apostle Paul gives on prayer. In Romans 8, 26, he says this, Likewise, the same Spirit helps uh, in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought or should, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And that 
when it says that phrase with groanings which cannot be uttered. And it's not the fact that you don't pray. It's the fact that you're not praying in your normal language. And it's not what you normally pray. So groanings which cannot be uttered. It's really talking about praying in the Spirit or praying with other tongues. Uh, again, groanings which cannot be uttered in articulate speech, one Greek Bible expositor says, or in your regular kind of sprint speech. Hence, he's talking about praying in the Spirit or praying in other tongues. Verse 27 says, Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind, or you could say the will of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So here's a way to pray according to the Scriptures. You're praying according to the will of God. Now, we often take Romans 8, 28. Now, actually, we, I think we take it out of its setting if we quote it alone and by itself. And I mentioned this in my last podcast, Romans 8, 28, New Living Translation. And we know that God calls us everything to work together for the, for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. We often quote that, but the reason that that's true is because of the prayer time that is mentioned prior. We have a weakness. We don't know what we should pray for as we should. The Spirit helps us in our weakness by helping us uh, pray or make intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 27 says when we do that, we're praying uh, according to the will of God. And then because we're praying with the help of the Holy Spirit and because we're praying according to the will of God, verse 28 is true, Verse uh, 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 where it says all, all things work together for good to those that love God. So again, Amplified New Testament, Classic Amplified says it this way, in Romans 8.28, we are sure to know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan. Watch that. For good. For those, to and for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. I like the Amplified Classic where it says that all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good. That, that's incredible to me. And I have seen this firsthand in my personal life, all the way from the time I was a, uh, I was a young man um, until today, you know, God leading me to go to Bible school, uh, God leading me to marry my wife, God leading us, Susan and I, to move to Oklahoma to go to another Bible school, God leading me um, uh, onto a church staff or an apprenticeship when I was in my early 20s. All these things happened, I really believe, because I was praying in the Spirit, praying according to the will of God. So, so uh, I want you to understand it's an incredible thing. Let me fast forward, give you some, some fairly uh, recent examples of, of praying according to the will of God and praying in the Spirit. Now, again, let me say, um, I, I pray in the Spirit, I would say every day and a good bit of time in the morning and then throughout the day. Let me say it again. I pray in the Spirit under my breath I pray in the Spirit on my commute. I pray in the Spirit at night when I wake up. I just pray in the Spirit. If I'm not doing anything, I'm praying in the Spirit because, you know, it keeps you in communion with the Holy Spirit and it keeps your personal human spirit built up in God and keeps you more aware of inward things than outward things. It's just an incredible, incredible help and aid to be able to pray in the Spirit or in other tongues. So here we are. Let's, let's fast forward to 2016. 
And here I was, um, and I don't know why this happened on a Tuesday. God's often spoken to me on Tuesdays, and then I look back, and this probably has nothing to do with anything. But, you know, my birthday, I was born on a Tuesday. It's just odd to me, and I don't know why, but when God speaks to me, he speaks to me on Tuesdays. It was a Tuesday when God called me to preach in February of 1977. Uh, Wow, I could just, there's so many things that have happened on Tuesday. Um, and, uh, I could give you a number of examples about what Tuesdays, it was a Tuesday when I was praying in the spirit that God let me know I would be pastoring the church I'm in right now. It was a Tuesday. So I could give you several other examples. Let's talk about today. Here's a Tuesday in January of 2016. And, you know, we have a men's fellowship group we call men's coffee. It's from 6.30 to 7.30. We have an awesome time in that group. Men, if you're in Raleigh and you just want to connect with some great guys, uh, wow. We just had a recent meeting, had over 20-something guys. It was incredible. 6.30 in the morning, they're in passion for Jesus. We're encouraging one another. Anyway, we uh, had a a meeting that morning, uh, a Tuesday. It may have been the first or second Tuesday, maybe the third Tuesday of 2016, nonetheless. I was minding my own business, and I had been praying in the Spirit that morning. I always get up, come early. I'm usually here by 5 in the morning on Tuesdays for our men's coffee, and then I, I just sit in my office and read and pray, and then I spend some time praying in the Spirit because that I'll talk about it later. It builds you up spiritually to pray in the Spirit. And so I'd been praying in the Spirit, and I usually pray in the Spirit for my commute from my house to here, which is you know anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes. I'd prayed in the Spirit. Nonetheless, here I am in the men's coffee, we're in a circle, guys are sitting there. I'm really minding my own business, listening to the conversation. People are, guys are talking, you know, batting things back and forth in conversation. And while they're talking, while they're speaking, this word floated up from inside of me. I want you to know this is the kind of thing that happens when you're praying according to the will of God. I'm, I'm minding my own business now. And up from inside of me is a word that I, I just don't usually use this word in my vernacular, in my way of speaking. And, and, and it floated up trendsetter, trendsetter. And, and the whole time the guys were talking, I keep hearing this word trendsetter. And, and I thought, why in the world am I hearing this word trendsetter? And then, and then, and then we go to breakfast and, and, you know, I had somebody in the car with me talking to me all the way from you know, our church to a local restaurant where we go eat breakfast together. Some of the men, uh, sometimes we have upwards of 10, 15 guys there eating breakfast together at this restaurant. So we were on the way. And, and the whole way, this guy's talking to me. He's in my, he's in my vehicle talking to me. And, and while he's talking to me, this word trendsetter, it keeps floating up from inside. And I keep thinking, what in the world is trendsetter? And so it happened in the circle uh, while we were talking before we went to breakfast. Then it happened Again, while I'm in my vehicle on the way to breakfast, and then we're eating breakfast. The guys, you know, they're ordering their food. We're bantering back and forth, enjoying some good fellowship. And this word keeps rising up, trendsetter, trendsetter, trendsetter. We finished breakfast, you know, 45 minutes or so, and I went back to the office here. I let the guy out in my truck. All the way there, on the way back to the church, back to my office, the guy's still talking to me that I took. And uh, the whole time, trendsetter, trendsetter. I couldn't wait to get back to my office to see what in the world this was I was hearing. See, it was the Holy Spirit. 
speaking to me about something that I needed to do in the way I managed our church. I didn't pick up on it to start with, but listen, because I had been praying in the spirit, I picked up on, on a, he gave me a word and he knew that I love words. Etymology is the origin of word. I love that. He knows I do. I've got books on etymology in my right behind me at my desk here. So when he said the word trendsetter, he knew I'd go look it up. Well, I looked it up. Listen, here's the etymology or the or origin of the word trendsetter. It comes from the word trend. It's a 1590s word, which means to run or bend in a certain direction, like like the bend of a river through a through a, a, a through some land or through a a, 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 a forest or a coastline. Uh, it's really from a Middle English word, trending, to roll about, to turn, revolve. And it's from another older English word, which means to turn round, to revolve, to roll. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, so that turned into trendsetter. And so a trendsetter, it means to extend in a general direction, to follow um, a course to veer in a new direction, take a turn or a bend or a curve to show an inherent tendency or general drift. It's a trend. Um, so again, a trendsetter is a person that cuts a new path. You get it? So when God said trendsetter to me, I knew intuitively. Let me tell you something about the Lord. If you're looking for direction, God already knows what you've been thinking about. He already knows things that, that are in your thought patterns and in your motivations and in your interior person. He already knows you. So often, listen, when God speaks to you, he makes that word very specific and many times very pertinent only to you. He couldn't say that, what he says to you, to somebody else because it wouldn't make sense to them. But when he speaks that word to you, it makes sense to you because he knows you. Does that make sense? So the word trendsetter. When he said that, I had been thinking and I had been an inward gut knowing I needed to change something in how we, um, how I led our ministry, our church. I knew it. And when he said trendsetter to me, I didn't know what the word meant. I, look, I don't usually use the word. I kind of knew. But I looked it up and I found out it's to cut a different direction. Oh, my goodness. I knew that... Um, I knew that I needed to make some changes in how I governed our church. From that word, I began to pray, say, God, what are you saying to me? And over a period of days, then weeks, and then a couple of months, I began to see God just speaking that one word. And let me say, I heard that word because I had been praying in the Spirit. I'm completely convinced. When you pray in the Spirit, you're praying according to the will of God. You're praying the perfect will of God for your life and for whatever God has for you. And see, when you're praying in the Spirit, you activate the Holy Spirit, and you're uttering secret truths and hidden things, as I said from 1 Corinthians 14 to Amplified New Testament, uh, that are not obvious to the understanding, speaking these secrets to God. So I began to see that God wanted me to change how I governed our church, and I didn't know how to do it. And I, I said, well, God, how do I change my method of managing our church, what do I do? How do I do that? I listened to this because I had been praying in the Spirit. Uh, unbeknownst to me, a, 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 a 
a pastor friend just happened to call me one day, just a couple of months later. said, Mitch, I've been thinking about you, and I have had somebody here to see me, and this is a person who is a, a trained leadership guy, and he coaches, he's a coach, and, and he's helped me in some ways, and I thought maybe he could, maybe he could help you. It's really, and I said to my friend, it's really strange that you called me today because that's the very thing I'm dealing with. So trendsetter meant for me as I prayed about it. Here's what you need to find out. When God speaks to you in the beginning, initial stages of what he's saying, it may not make a lot of sense. But as you just continue to pray and wait on God, it begins to unfold. And, and as this word trendsetter unfolded in my life, it meant that uh, intuitively I knew God wants me to change how I manage Victory Church and what I do with that. And because I had been praying, okay, Lord, what do I do? Then he had a friend call me. And because that friend called me and got in touch with this guy who was a John Maxwell-trained leadership guy, I called him. He came and talked to me, and when I told him how I was managing our church and how the origin of, of me being at church had been since 1994, here we are, 2016, I was using some old ways of managing when the church was much smaller, uh, when our church was much larger, and it was beginning not to work in a great way. And without going through all the details he met with me, pointed, so to speak, his bony finger in my face. You need to make some changes, my friend. And, you know, God used that man to speak deeply, deeply to me about things I, I needed to change in the way I managed our church. We made, I mean, y'all, we had an absolute overhaul on our staff team. We transitioned staff members. We transitioned our leadership team. Without going into all of the details, because it was a really big deal, and it took a couple of years to do this, we changed staff team members. We changed other people that were in leadership in our church. And, you know, it seemed some, a lot of people, I did a lot of conversation. I had, I had uh, meetings with our congregation. I had meetings after meetings with our uh, staff team. Uh, I think at the time we had 12 full-time staff and several part-time and et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and God was just speaking and, um, Anyway, through a process, uh, just where the Lord had spoken to me about transfer, I knew I needed to make a change. The first thing that happened is I changed. I changed in the way I thought about me. I had to take myself out of the, out of the center of our leadership dynamic. Not that I'm, I'm not in, in, in a leadership role. I am. But see, a pastor can have a leadership and have the church so much about him that that other people are not able to assume the roles that they need to, to assume. So I took myself out of the, out of the center of, of Victory Church, put Jesus there. Yes, I'm the senior pastor, but I began to, I began to empower people in a way I never had before and, uh, and, and let the gifts that God had placed in them rise to the surface. Now, all these years later, that was in 2016. Here it is, uh, 2023 is uh, seven years later. Uh, this is not the same church. It's not the same dynamic of what we were, and we've often, we've often made the um, made the comments to each other. Well, this is the best staff that we've ever had. We we get along better. We do more. We're we're more excited. We're we're we um, uh, we help each other. 
It is just a wonderful thing that God has done, all because of the word trendsetter. Now, see, that has astounded me. And when I look back on the origin of, of how all that has transpired happened, it, it's just amazing. Since that, since that time, we have, uh, we were out in the final, as I mentioned last time, final process of, um, of getting our certificate of occupancy on a new building we've built on the premises. And it's not even for our, our main church, it's for our children's ministry. Our children's ministry is going to be in a brand new building here in just a few weeks. It's really amazing once we get the CO certificate of occupancy. And then we'll, we'll be starting a child care slash uh, Christian school called Victory Academy, and it will uh, grow into a Christian school with a lower grade. So it's just amazing. None of that could have happened, see, unless I had made changes. And the Holy Spirit has spoken to me, just that one word, trendsetter. See, and, and why did all that happen? Why did I mention that? Because the reason that happened is because I was praying in the Spirit. I was talking to the Lord in that heavenly language that comes with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And, and intuitively, I knew that something needed to change. And when God gave me the word trendsetter, I began to see clearly. Once I looked up the word understood what God was saying, we made changes that, oh my goodness, it's, it's revolutionized who we are and, and how the church uh, is managed and, and, and it, it functions. And it's just amazing and I have so many things I could share about that, but I'm not going to share them publicly. It's just been really, really incredible. Uh, the thing I want you to get take away from this is pray in the Spirit in your own life and ask the Lord to direct your steps. Pray in the Spirit and then any changes you need to make. And perhaps it may be in the way you relate to your spouse, the way you relate to your children, and the, and the way you do what you do on your job. It may be changes God has for you. It could be any number of things. It could be a thousand and one things. See, praying in the Spirit gets the job done. Praying in the Spirit causes all things to work together and fit into a pattern for good for those that love God and are called according to His purpose and design. So I, I tell you, you know, um, a person with an experience is never at the mercy of a person with an argument. You could argue with me all day long saying speaking in other tongues is not necessary. You know, uh, you could just as easily say twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> it would make that much difference to me because I've lived my life with the baptism with the Holy Spirit, being a believer, being in ministry since 1981, and having hundreds and hundreds of experiences from just knowing the Lord and praying and praying in the Spirit and watching God do this and that over and over and over again. My friend, I hope this has put an incentive in your life to, to go up a notch in your prayer time, to not only include praying with your natural mind, but also take some time every day to pray in the Spirit. If you do it a little bit, it'll begin to grow. I don't don't put a time factor on it. Just spend some time every day praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit on pray in the Spirit on your commute to work. Pray in the Spirit when you wake up at night. Pray in the Spirit, you know, when you're cutting the grass or doing something at home. Pray in the Spirit when you have some idle mental time. Pray in the Spirit. You know what? Um, it will add value to your life. And you'll find yourself walking out the purposes of God. And you will begin to find that. Eventually, all things will begin to 
fit into a pattern for good because you love Jesus and are called according to his desire. We come back next time. I've got so many examples. I'm so excited about sharing these things with you. Father, I just pray again for us today that the purposes of God would be fulfilled in every life. The Lord, as we seek first the kingdom of God and spend some time praying in the spirit, thank you for fitting everything into a pattern for good as we go into our future just before Jesus returns. In Jesus' name. God bless you, my friend. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.